So let's do some fucking podcasting. Okay. I thought we already were. Uh, no, not not for five years now. <laughs> oh. Almost six. Nice. Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that's in the mood for love. <laughs> I don't even know. It's spring, man. Oh. I mean, you know, it's it's too early for, you know, first of May references, but I can still talk about love. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I, I never associated that with spring. I I don't know, I man. I associate love with April Fool's Day. Oh, look at you. That's for the people who are people. I don't get to worry about that. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, we'll do a quick roll call. I am John, the Serpentor of the podcast, and I'm joined by our resident Cobra Commander, Chad. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I'm insulted or complimented. Think yes. about it. Uh, we have our Destro, Charlie. I am okay with this. I knew you would be. And, uh, and our Dylan's st- Dr. Mindbender. I, I was going to give uh, give Dylan Storm Shadow because, you know, he's quiet, but he's, you know, he's pretty badass. Silent he's quiet but effective. Yeah, when he needs to be. I guess I guess we're the bad guys. Oh, okay. I, I'm keeping it fresh. I'm keeping it, it real. It's what I know. It's, it's been it's, a while since I've, I've seen even the movies. Let's be honest. Dylan, deep down, really wants to be Roadblock. He wants to be Roadblock so bad. You know, what does that mean? You want to be a black gourmet chef machine gunner. Who doesn't? There is no Let's part be of that doesn't sound <laughs> yeah, awesome. That, Let's just that be all honest. sounds amazing. Um, but, but you know, I don't know that we're necessarily ba- the bad guys. I'm, I think I've been reading too much of Chad's Twitter feed, because I'm sure <laughs> Chad can make a compelling argument as to why uh, Cobra is the good guys and why, you know, G.I. Joe is a bunch of, I don't know, government lackeys suppressing revolution or something. <laughs> no, nothing. I can't wait for Chad's uh, campaign against bullying bullies with all this anti-bullying <laughs> nonsense. I mean, they're just born that way. They can't help it if they want to, you know, give a wedgie to some nerds. I, I think he only makes that argument about Nazis, the, the Nazis, and uh, the Sith. You know, the Empire, and basically any fictional equivalent of the Nazis. <laughs> wow. Which there's a lot of, let's uh, be honest. We, we should stop. This is all in good nature. It's just basically anytime uh, there's a game with a, uh, you know, as, as sci-fi tends to use, you know, space Nazis or future Nazis or, or whatever, Chad always calls them the good guy. And What, what kind of a last name is Rasnick, anyway? I've always wondered. <laughs> you know... I think we need to stop and and let him actually say something because at this point this is just piling on. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. I have absolutely nothing to say. We love you, Chad. We love everybody except no, no. for the Nazis. But Fuck those guys. Who do you who do you see as the good guy or the bad guy in? No, the no. Let's Cobra? let's. No, I want to know. Come on, I don't know if this is. I've the never gotten involved in that. Okay. No, he's he's strictly on. You know, he's he's one of those people that was against the mixing of G.I. Joe and Transformers. He is firmly, you know, anti-squishy. 
That is true. Let the the man speak for himself. Cut cut his mic. (laughs) Cut Dylan's mic. You cut everyone's mic. No one talks. (laughs) Except for me. I for an eye makes everyone talk. Cut my mic. (laughs) Cut my mic. This show's over. (laughs) Who do we want? No. Oh, we're off to a terrific start this week. We really are. I thought so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make some reckless uh, speculation later that may upset one of our friends. Um, but but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I wanted to start out with some news that is outrageous. I mean, truly, truly, yeah. truly outrageous. Uh, you folks may have seen this. This comes as no surprise to anyone. Yeah, they're making a Jim and the Holograms movie. This it's uh, it's going to be live action from uh, the reports I've read. Yep, it will be live action. Yes. Yep. I I just I don't I just don't think so. It's it's going to be like the GI Joe movie. Yeah, it's no. from the same director. Oh, so horrible. Yes. 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 Here's 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 my problem. Here's my problem is that here is what I can say is is absolutely wonderfully good about Jim and the Hologram. The opening. Nothing. Well, the opening. But that it is so 80s. It, it, is, it will 80s you long time. It is the most 80s. It so is the most 80s. What you're saying is we're going to get something like... Um, They're going to try to make it I lost, relevant to today. Oh, it's going okay, to be like Scott Pilgrim. It's like it's no, kind of no, like the 80s no, or 90s, no, no, but no, it's through no. the eyes of people it, it's who barely make, it. It's going to make it... I mean the, the movie. I haven't read the No, comic. no, it... I, it they are going to update it, and it will be, and I'll tell you exactly what it will be, Hannah Montana. Because tell me that is not essentially the the more updated version of Jim and the Holograms, but awfuler. You are correct, I, and uh, we we must destroy uh, Billy Ray Cyrus for all that. He must be hung as a war criminal <laughs> for the things that he has done to humanity. He has but, done some pretty awful things. Well, he did one awful thing, we, one awful night that resulted in an awful thing. We we started to see a He's generation come up one. that didn't remember H.C. Breaky Heart, and then Hannah Montana happened. <laughs> I mean, you know, guys, everyone was forgetting that Miley Cyrus existed. Like even after the whatever she, shows she did, all the stuff to get the attention on. You know, I think we're only helping her at this. You say we're that only feeding the bees. No, you say that now, but in 2030, when her kid starts running around doing some horrible shit, you say you, you go ahead and, and remember that I was here on this day, <laughs> saying that we needed to take action. I will, but I'm just gonna throw this out here, like, you know, it's I don't know that it's news that a uh, celebrity's kid does something insane. <laughs> that is. Literally the most likely possibility. <laughs> I've run the numbers. So in the, so in the, tech, in the technical sense of news... Z- Ziggy's saying there's a 100% chance that the celebrity's kid's going to do something insane. Sam, we have to stop him. Um, anyway. But Jim, that... Cause be, because that's... I mean, what makes Jim beautiful is that it is most 80s. And there's no way they're going to do that. They're they're not going to keep it. 80s. Maybe because maybe it's not relevant. So maybe Jim and the Misfits uh, all get trapped in frozen carbonite for thirty years, or or stay with me, stay with me. Okay. They're all old as shit. Huh? I don't think that becomes like they're, they're like in, they're like in their fifties and still glammed out. And that's something uh-huh. that 
that like uh, Robot Chicken would do. Like they did the yes, uh, yes, it is Thundercats thing. <clears throat> yeah, huh? That's the a, Michael that's Moore that's documentary. Not, that's not the the actual movie that the people who have the license to the brand put their seal of approval on. Well, here's the thing: they've already kicked the creator out. They've already said, "Nope, you cannot have involvement with this film." Well, that doubly uh, assures us that what we're going to get is not going to be that sort of comedy. I I will say, um, they're saying that you can go to Jim the movie that's J E M dot com and submit an audition video if you want to star as Jim. So I think we should. I think we should all do this. Is this live action? Yes, it is live action. Yes. Why? Why are they running this contest that everyone should should damn well know? No one that enters this no. contest is going to win. No, we should we should all do this. We should submit our our auditions to the Chainsaw Buffet YouTube and post them for everybody. Uh, we'll buy a pink wig. This, I, I this is not the worst idea we've ever had. <laughs> Certainly not. It's only because we've had a lot of very bad ideas. Yes. Still, improvement is improvement, regardless. Okay. There's a lot of things we've said should go on the uh, Chainsaw Bu- Buffet YouTube that have never made it there, and I, I so hope this is one of them. No, this this has to have. <laughs> I'm calling Nathan, borrowing his camera. Actually, I think we have his camera. I think I've that, got his camera with all the uh, AV stuff. Sweet Jesus. Okay, we're doing this. So you're the guy that broke into. Never mind. No, no, he. No, no, he has video of that. No. Also, fuck that guy. Fuck no, guy, like, indeed. like, legitimately, fuck that guy. I, Can I, we post the, a link to the video? Yes, like, we should. On... Yes, we should. If you see this guy, either you know, tap him in the knees or call the police. I don't care which one. I'm oh. in favor of vigilante justice. Works for Batman. Works, Works for, for Batman. It's good enough for Batman. Batman. It's good enough for me. It's not the podcast. It's not. It's not the podcast anybody deserves. And I'm not entirely sure it's the podcast anybody needs right now. I think it's the podcast we deserve for, <laughs> for doing some, or not we, doing all we do in our lifetime. to make it what it is. I don't know what shit I've done in a previous life, but man, it was some shit. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um... Couple of other quick hits. Um, they announced a new Gauntlet game, and uh, yeah, right now the only platform it's announced on Steam, but they're going to do you know online and local multiplayer. So that it looks like it could be fun. I don't know if they'll reinvent the wheel or anything. It could it could just be a fun little action throwback game. Um, but they also have the hashtag need food badly, uh, which is a, a reference to the game. And they had a gauntlet food truck running around. I think they announced it at GDC and they had a gauntlet food truck because, you know, neat. needs food badly. Um, that, it really was the perfect food truck idea aside from, you know, my ninja pizza turtle van idea. True. That was uh, easy to happen. Yes. I, I hope they do put that on some other platforms, but I guess. You know, as long as it runs on my computer, I might pick it up for Steam. Um, I played, what was it, Gauntlet Legends that came out in arcades in, like, the early 2000s. Mm. I played that quite a bit. It's It had sort of the NBA Jam type of deal where you could put in your name and it would, you know, load it up for you. I vaguely remember there was, like, a... Was that also on PS2? It was. It was on PS2 okay. and GameCube. 
I'll say I remember seeing that somewhere, but I couldn't remember. We where we had it, we had it because we played in the arcades a lot and bought it. Um, I believe I played that as well. Anyway, I don't have a lot to say about Gauntlet. I mean, if if you play the Gauntlet game, you pretty much know what you're in for. Unless they're gonna try and reinvent the wheel or something, but <clears throat> that doesn't that doesn't always turn out well. Um, did you guys see what Walmart is doing? Aside from just being a horrible fucking place. Um, no, because of the, the that thing you just mentioned, I usually try not to pay attention. Um, they're getting in on game trade-ins. Really? Yeah, they're, they're going to try and make it where you can trade in your game and get a Walmart gift card. Huh. So they're, they are going after GameStop at this point. And I'll tell you, you know, I hear a lot of people complain about GameStop, and rightfully so. Some of their business practices are bullshit. Mm. Um... But if you think they're bad, yeah. Um, please allow me to direct you to Walmart. I've I have worked for both stores. I would much rather work for GameStop anytime. I you I know what? I thought it was a couple of years ago, but I thought I'd seen some used stuff in Walmart. So I didn't yeah. know if this was a new thing or I I think they've they've run that a little bit, but I don't think it was anything as widespread as what they're wanting to do now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where they got it. I don't know that they were actually having people turn it in. I knew Best Buy had gotten into that as well, so I guess yeah. it's just a matter of time, which is which is interesting. You know? um, I, think, I think people's concern is that Walmart is such a large corporation, and because you can use the trade-in for stuff that's not strictly... Yeah, electronic space. Now, a lot of it's going to depend on what the trade-in values are. True. Um, but I also think a lot of that is you're going to get some pretty shady fucking characters. I, I mean, you get some pretty shady fucking characters come into GameStop and, and trade games as someone who used to work there. And uh, Basil, who works at a place where you can stop for games, might also know a thing or two about. <laughs> you get some some pretty shady fucking characters in there. But Walmart, Walmart already has shady fucking characters, so now you're adding a whole new contingent of shady fucking characters. They're going to come to Walmart for that specific purpose. I, I want you to imagine in your mind's eye right now, everyone, the type of person that's going to come into Walmart at 3.45 in the morning to trade a whole bunch of games. You know that we've got, we're, if, we, if we put up that Don't link to Nathan's video, that yes, that, I imagine that we, guy... We have, video of this person True. he pawns the stuff he steals in a house and I he sells he it on Cra Walmart you know what we ought to do we ought to start trawling Craigslist for Nathan's stuff oh no <laughs> and then I'm gonna put on a Batman mask and show up at his house like I'm the fucking knight <laughs> oh. good idea if he ends up dead I'm to I totally didn't do it I'm just kidding guys I, I do want to <laughs> I do want to say something about trading stuff in later once we're done with all of this. But that, that, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm done making statements that uh, I'm saying should not be held against me. I'm, I'm just throwing this out here. Uh, recently, I went um, through a bunch of my D&D miniatures because I had way too many back in the day. I, I hate blind pack formats now with a passion to the point where it's like, Hearthstone's kind of cool. Oh, wait, I know what this is. I know what this is. <laughs> You're tricking me. Um, Never again. Yeah. Like, I, I loved all the blind pack games I've played, but they're blind pack, so 
you know, anyway. But um, I got the issue, like I had an issue ordering from one of the websites. I sold it to two different websites, uh, trollandtoad.com and Cool Stuff Inc. And I think miniaturemarket.com. This is more of a, a PSA for anyone out there. Like they have buy lists of like old, not super old trading card games, but even like Magic and things like that. And I'm going to have all the expansions to Dominion because I traded in all of those. That's how many miniatures I had. Wow. That's few. And I still have money left over. Nice. So that's, that's, that's a thing you can do. If you used to be into old um, blind pack games like I did and now have way too much stuff because you kept wanting to pull that slot machine. <laughs> Guilty. An early recommendation, but still a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, just some other uh, news I want to go over quickly. Um, the producer of the Castlevania series for years now, uh, Koji Igarashi, uh, has left Konami. And apparently part of what happened is um, the Castlevania series has gone in a different and I would say shittier direction. Um with the Lords of Shadow series, which uh, I'm not going to get into that right now, but um, I'm assuming it. it I'm ass I watched the uh, the extra credits on it, and I'm assuming that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, well, it's Lords of Shadow was a generic but serviceable action game. Um, it it was fine. It it didn't wow me, but it didn't piss me off. Um, the second one pisses me off just because it really fucks with Castlevania lore. Not, you know, I'm like one of five people that, that gives a shit about it, but, you know, it's like Alucard is now Trevor Belmont instead of fighting with Trevor Belmont. And, what? you know, yeah, like they really screwed around with, with the Castlevania and lore. And I saw, I saw an extra credits that basically it's set in the present day. I, I don't know which part of it is. I haven't played the second one at all, but... Mm. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like I saw that, and I'm like... Are, are, are you sure we're not talking about that other game that we spoiled a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> Lightning and Dracula hanging out. No, no. Instead, <laughs> the present day, apparently, you're, like, you're an angsty vampire. It's like, I... As with most games that were on NES or SNES, I was kind of done with, you know, like... Castlevania 3 was the last Castlevania I played. No, you, you stopped too early. Care. You stopped too early. I, you at stopped. least I didn't too, stop too late. Sure. Yeah, but everybody needs to play Symphony of the Night at least once. It's so good. Um, anyway, um, one of the things... He, he talked about having proposed several different games, and they kept getting turned down... Uh, he eventually decided to leave the company, but one of the things he said in an interview was he wouldn't mind taking a crack at a new metro, uh, a new Metroid game, which makes perfect sense. Hmm. Very it literally Metroidvania. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's that's where he got the formula was, you know, from the Metroid games, and by God, you know, other other M didn't pan out the way they, anybody hoped, and. Uh, I think this would be a tremendous idea to just have a... I, I don't know why Nintendo feels feels the need to constantly reinvent the wheel with all of its franchises. Uh, a classic-style 2D Metroid game is perfectly fine in my book. Yeah, same here. 
Yeah, I've, I mean, like I said, after playing Bravely Default and Link Between Worlds, I'm now, like, I've gotten over the shock of, you know, everything going to 3D and, like, no, this is different, it's too different. I want to go back to the 90s. And <laughs> I'm actually playing some of those sort of games and that are going back to the 2D, you know, style and really liking it. So that, that sounds like something I would give a try. Mm-hmm. I, I would as well. Um, okay, uh, wanted to catch up on a couple of things that we talked about last week. Um, the results from the Behind the Voice Actor Awards are in, and uh, to clarify, they actually did do like a editorial staff choice and a people's choice. Uh, we were talking about that, so that was something they did do. Cool. Um, there are a couple of universal, uh, you know, consensus picks between the two. Uh, Troy Baker was the uh, male voice actor of the win- uh, year winner, which perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara Strong won f- uh, female voice actress. I don't agree with the pick, but I also can't really argue with it. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's very good. Um, I, I think it's more of a popularity slash volume pick. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's like one role that I would pick out of the ones that she's done, and she's she's really good in all of them. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know that there's one that'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's awesome. But you know, then again, yeah. it may, you know, they might be looking at the entire body of work, and that's fine. True. Um, breakthrough voice actor of the year. Uh, it was a split vote, and it panned out exactly the way we thought it would. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was the people's choice. Yep. Um, Orion Akeba, who I said uh, would have gotten my vote, he was the staff pick. Hmm. Um, same, the same story with, with me on uh, the female breakthrough actress. Uh, Courtney Draper was the staff pick. Uh, Adina Menzel, or as uh, John, John Travolta would call her, Prince Ali, mighty is he, Ali Ababwa, <laughs> <laughs> won people's choice. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to keep going with that. Like, I'm going to see how many times I can bring her up casually in the podcast and just go with, you know, more and more elaborate mispronunciations. I love it. Um, the, the best male vocal performance by child, um, Charlie, you, you approved the staff pick. It was uh, Zach Collison as Steven Universe. Oh, Um, nice. the people's choice, you'd probably agree with too, uh, was uh, Jeremy Shaw as Finn the Human. I'm yeah, I'm good with both of those choices. Oddly, um, the female uh, child performance, uh, the staff vote was Joey King from as the China Doll from Oz the Great and Powerful, and uh, Hannah Hayes uh, won for Sarah from The Last of Us. I haven't played The Last of Us yet. I I need to, but it's kind of a survival horror game, which. My my immediate thought, and The Last of Us may not be this way, I haven't played it to know, but when I hear survival horror and it's not like Resident Evil 4, I think, this game's going to have shitty-ass controls and be a chore to play. Because <laughs> that's, that's what survival horror was for the longest time. Silent yeah. Hill 2? Uh, okay, great. Sure, it has a great sword. Do you want to play it for me? Because, <laughs> because I sure as shit want nothing to do with it. Gotta have a fucking ink ribbon... And find a save point? No, fuck you. <laughs> Actually, I I remember playing a little bit of Resident Evil 5 when Nathan and Drew were playing it, and even then I was like, nope, can't do this. Of course, that wasn't really survival horror, but... <laughs> nope. They, they are in this other world off to the side of normal video gaming. Of, of sense 
and design <laughs> and controls. Um, anyway, you know, if if you like that kind of game, great. But don't tell me it's it's fun to play because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play it because it's fun. You play it to accomplish something. Like shitting your pants. <laughs> yes. It's part uh, of the suffering. Um, our, and the other piece of business uh, that we talked about last week, uh, unfortunately, uh, Micah did not get the role of Aaron Yeager. Our condolences to him, although I'm sure, I'm sure one day, one day he'll make it. I think he's going to be just fine. I believe in that kid. I, I like the cut of his jib. I uh, will. But uh, Bryce Pappenbrook got the role. And I think he, I, I heard, I listened to the trailer uh, that they put online after they uh, premiered the dub at Anime Boston this weekend. I think he's going to do a tremendous job with it. Like, it, it, it sounds really good. Um, and he's kind of outside of the normal Funimation stable. So I thought that was a, a good choice. Hmm. Uh, I like that they're kind of branching out a little bit with some of the casting for that show. Um, it, it just shows that they took a lot of time and consideration when they made those picks, so that's good. True. Um, the Now, this is where the reckless speculation comes in. Because um, I'm also going to do a little pr- promotion, because Bryce Pappenbrook is going to be at MomaCon. Hmm. Uh, Funimation is going to be at MomaCon. And so I have a crazy theory. Now, I, I want to make a few things clear. I do not have any inside information. I haven't spoken to Jess since we did the interview with her on the podcast. I haven't tweeted at her since I think I had let her know that the podcast was up. So there's been no back and forth. There's no, you know, I, I don't know anything. Yeah. I want to make that very clear. In, in the event I'm right. I could be, I could, I could be totally wrong. But in the event I'm, I'm right, I want everyone to know that A, I didn't know, and B, I called it. Um, <laughs> but the Attack on Titan box set comes out in June. I think it's June 8th, but I'm, I'm going to look and double check. Um, anyway, Space Dandy, it's June 3rd, I'm sorry. Uh, Space Dandy just finished, I think it's 12th episode. Mm. Which means, uh, depending on if it's like 24 or 26, 26 is usually standard, but sometimes it's 24. I don't know why. Um, but it means it will end sometime, probably in mid-June. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got about another 12 to 14 weeks to go. So it'll either in mid to late June, probably. Um, I haven't done the, the math to be specific on the date. Anyway, um, Momocon's in May. I... I what they usually do with shows on Toonami that they premiere if they don't rerun them, which is often not the case. You know, often they just get the the broadcast rights for you know like one one showing or whatever. Um, they will replace it either with a show that they already have the rights for or a new license because I think Sword Art Online just finished and so they plugged in Black Lagoon, which is another new show. Mm-hmm. I am speculating that when Space Dandy goes off, they're going to have to put something else in that 1130 slot, and I think it's going to be Attack on Titan. Hmm. And I think they're going to announce it at Momocon, but I have no way of knowing that for sure. I It just makes sense. It's in Atlanta. It's The timing's right. Everything lines up perfectly. I want to it's say they announced announce something at Momocon a few years They did for Toonami. Yeah, they did for Toonami. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Funimation's going to be there. Toonami's going to be there. Bryce Pappenbrook's going to be there. I don't think that they necessarily knew that was how it was all going to shake up. Maybe they did. 
Um, but I, I think, I think I would not be surprised if that announcement came at Momocon. No, neither would I. And if I'm in the room when that <laughs> happens, I'm going to yell, "Called it." <laughs> No context, I'm just going to be that asshole. But, but anyone who ends up at Momicon that's listening to this now, you're going to know what that means. You're going to know when I just yell, called it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's my reckless speculation. I might be full of shit. I've been wrong before. I would, you know, this wouldn't be the first time or the last time. I don't know, man. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm putting, <laughs> I'm putting two and two together. I think I think you've got a good shot at being right on this one. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Anyway, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this to you guys. Um, I think sometime during the week, I think I just had one of those moments where I really wanted to complain about something on the internet, <laughs> and I just said no, I'm not gonna do it because there's no point to it. Nobody gives a shit what I think, and. You know, it's it's just gonna clog up people's timeline timelines, and they're people, gonna resent people me. People who complain on the internet, yes, it it can go very wrong. Yeah, they're, they're just, wrong. No, no one's gonna appreciate the comments. So, in my in my notes, I put I put in capital letters snark, and then I put a couple of things down. Do you want me to read them? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, and this these were things that I wrote down in the moment that I wanted <laughs> that I wanted to like tweet out or something, but I just said no, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, the first one, uh, this is in reference the Final Fantasy X and Ten Two Remaster came out, and I know a lot of people that like this game, and that's fine. Um, I did not care for it, and I think somewhere along the line I got oversaturated saturated by tweets talking about how great those games were. And at some point, I really wanted to say something about it, but I just realized I'd come off being a jerk. <laughs> um, so in my notes, I tweeted, or I, I didn't tweet, I, I just wrote down in my notes, I said, Final Fantasy X fucking sucks. You probably don't realize it because you're too young to know better when you first played it. <laughs> um, that, that, that was my feeling, because it was coming from a lot of people that were in their early 20s. And I was, I think I was in college when that game came out, because it came out in like 01 or 02 or something. Well, I guess it's no different than if we went back and watched some of the shows that that we love or played some of the games that we love. Not only would the game itself probably be bad, the story would probably be bad. But when you're at that age, you tend to get tied up in those sort of stories. You're absolutely right. And... And I think the difference is when I when I go back and I revisit something and I see it's bad, I will outright say this is terrible, but I love it because nostalgia or whatever. Um, but some people I think don't make that distinction. They just talk about how great it is because they're talking about fr- from a viewpoint of nostalgia. There's a bit of objectivity that gets lost. On the flip sure. side, they may be seeing something that we don't. Well, I've never played it, so I don't. It's know. it's you know it's, shit. it's shit. It's shit. <laughs> that's that's my thought. Um, anyway, the other the other piece of snark um, came when uh, they they made the announcement that Black Lagoon was going to be coming to Toonami. I said, uh, "Black Lagoon is now on Toonami. Now it finally has a show about pirates that isn't complete shit." <laughs> Did that start last week? Wow! Yeah, it started it started last night. Last night, ah. two nights ago, when and... when other people are listening to this, and by other people, I mean no one at this point. <laughs> I, I know way too many people that love One Piece, and that's fine. But 
that doesn't make it good. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that that's a, that doesn't mean it's right for me. There there yeah. are plenty of people that love me, but but I'm lackluster at best. I'll go I, ahead and admit I, it. I disagree wholeheartedly there, but we can have an intense discussion about this later, possibly naked. Um, if need be. If need be. Sans clothes. Sans attire. Uh, for a more relaxed atmosphere. You know, whatever makes you comfortable, Charlie. Very white. Daryl can join in too. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, because wherever, wherever you get some wood and yeah, the beaver, you get damn! <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh. Phew. Feel free to use that one on your friends, folks. <laughs> Especially if you're in the mixed crowd, male, female, you know. Just, just whip that one out there, so to speak. Oh. It's a great icebreaker. I should, I should have done that when we were at Britney's party because there were so many people I didn't know. I'm sure that would have gone over well. Probably, I probably, can't imagine. I can't imagine that not going over well. Probably no, no worse than Cards Against Humanity with people you've just met. True enough. <laughs> and one of them secretly hated the game, but was afraid to tell us as though it were a religion or something. Wait, who I mean, secretly uh, hated? Uh, Jacob, I think was his oh, name. Wait, wait. Lucas. Lucas. I don't yes. know why I called him Jacob. Man, fuck me. I'm an no, asshole. No, I, I think his. Uh, I think his. <laughs> he didn't like playing with people who didn't make sense. And I've played with some of those people that, no matter how good the combination is, like they don't go for the subtle combination. They go for either the wacky inside joke or the you know gross or sexual because it's so edgy. What what was creepy? I can't remember. I can't remember the girl's name. But I kept getting like her cards that that I kept playing because I was just like inside of her head. Hadn't said you know like three words to her, but. Oh yeah, but she was pretty open with what she uh, what she liked. Well, yeah, but I mean, I I was just taking the cards in my hand. It wasn't like I had some sort of. I'm like, yeah, you know, this 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 one seems like it would work, and it it just I I got lucky. I don't know. Um. But anyway, I think, I, I think his actual comment was, "I like playing with people who make sense, like you guys. Yeah. You guys make sense." I was like, "That's uh, a scary but, thing to hear." But apparently, he he didn't care for the game. But I think I think we made during the GMX thing. I made some joke about uh, Cards Against Humanity being the Hitalia of the of the analog gaming world, or something like that. You know, it, it's just you know, it, it's it's a fun game. I like it. It's it fine. But I also don't, you know, pro proclaim it to be the height of game design either. It's, it is not. No, it's... It's vulgar apples to apples. I mean, you could seriously do this yourself at home. Yep. And, and they did, and that's that's how that happened. And now we're all mad because none of us thought of it. Um, <laughs> very. Anyway, I, want, I wanted to uh, have an audience participation bit this week. Um... Are you saying start, like fan mail or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I want I wanted to throw out the topic. Um, for, some, and, something I should mention is that fan mail we got last week. I listened to awesome, the awesome cast, and that uh, that email was sent by Doug 
during the recording of the awesome cast. <laughs> well, you know what? God bless Doug. So, True. so like, we can't even get fan mail from people you, who are not... You know what, Doug? Thank you. If you're listening to this while recording Awesome Cast, please send us some more emails. <laughs> I love the idea that we're going to be sitting fan mail back and forth. It's not enough that we listen to each other. You know, we're going to be sitting, like, podcasting. It's just... You know what? I'm, I'm going to write in that Doug is awesome. Do it. Wow. Hold on, I'm gonna do it right now. Um, I don't know if you guys listened to the awesome cast, but this is precisely how it happened. Hold on, I've got to write something to the chainsaw guys. Okay, <laughs> let me let me get into the chainsaw with Fate email. Okay, <laughs> hang on, guys. Thrill as he writes an email. It'll be just a minute. Um, <laughs> How cool do you have? Doug is awesome subject. <laughs> Dear everyone, Doug is awesome. We heart her. Thanks. Best wishes. See you in the fall. Always stay the same. Love the chainsaw guys. <laughs> and send. Oh. Oh. Got something in your inbox, guys. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway. Uh, audience participation. Uh, I started a new job recently, and with that, I've started thinking about maybe, not not immediately, mind you, but somewhere down the line, maybe getting another console. And I'm thinking between either getting a PS4, kind of the obvious choice, or going for a handheld and either getting a 3DS or a Vita. Um, I have gone through and made a... The, the list of PS4 games I won is like, you know three games, so, you know, it's not really worth discussing. But I did make a list of 3DS and Vita games I would want. Um, and just, I, I'm going to try and go over these briefly so you guys can have an understanding of what my tastes are. Um, for 3DS games, I wrote down Bravely Default, Animal Crossing, Link Between Worlds, uh, Mario 3D Land, Mario Golf, uh, Harvest Moon, Conception 2, which is coming out for 3DS and Vita, um, Kid Icarus, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4, uh, Etrian Odyssey, um, Project X Zone, Code of Princess, uh, Fire Emblem, and Senran Kagura. For Vita, also Conception 2, Persona uh, 4 Golden, uh, Marvel, uh, Cross Deccans, uh, Sly Cooper, PlayStation All Stars, those are cross by games, um, Ronpa, um, Hotshots Golf, Akiba's Trip, which is a game about, uh, stripping girls. Uh, no, really. Um, Deception 4, uh, East, uh, Demon Games, and the game I'm personally most excited for, Monster Mon Piece, which is a card battling game where you uh, rub the card girls to life on the on the Vita screen. Wow. Yep. So that's that's kind of what I'm into, uh, depraved <laughs> Japanese games. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I think in in the con column you you ought to write like for the Vita, you know. 
May, people people might may, find out I play these games. I mean, what? They may get you on a, a watch list. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're okay with being on a watch list? I'm already on a watch list because uh, MapQuest took us into Y12. That's true. Yeah, yeah, so whatever. It's fine. Big Brother's already watching you. Yeah, I mean, they know I'm into some weird shit, so whatever. <laughs> Um, anyway, it's not really surprised. It's not really surprised to the NSA guy who's on duty right now. Exactly, he's he's mildly amused. He's got a, <laughs> a slightly bemused expression on his face. Um, but yeah, you you guys at home, you know, knowing a little bit about what my what my tasting games are, especially on on Vita and 3DS, you know, maybe make some recommendations. Transway me towards one or the other. Um, God knows one day I may end up with both of them, but who knows. Um, if they make that, that Persona uh, 3DS available here in the States, that might swing swing things a bit. But mm. right now I'm leaning slightly towards the Vita just because you know I, I feel like between Remote Play and PlayStation now it's going to be a better better deal down the line. But some might, might convince me otherwise. Um, anybody have any, any recommendations this week? Um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, I believe I do. Okay. Since Dylan mentioned Dominion, I actually found there there's a... And, and this one won't be around very much longer uh, because it, it's called Androminion. It's an Android... It's Android Dominion is what hmm. it is. And the it, it's unofficial. The makers of the official game have asked them to discontinue it while they're working on the official digital version, but it is oh, for wow. now still available on the Play Store for free. And it has all of the available expansions. Holy crap. That's... It's mostly text in that it's basically just boxes. It doesn't have the artwork from the cards. Mm. But it is... It's a lot of fun. I, I will say the AI does seem to be either... It, either... I'm a lot better with Alchemy than I am with just the core set, or the AI is dumber than the uh, than the one on the online on Dominion Online. Mm. I'm guessing it seems like I'm winning a little bit easier now. Dominion Online is pretty rough, but I'm guessing Alchemy is a little bit harder to deal with because you've got the you know extra. Um, well, I, my my winning record is a lot better on it than it is on the online. So I'm not sure. I think the AI is probably just dumber. Hmm. Like they don't seem to. I, for example, one of the things that but irritates me about Dominion Online and and it's is that the computer constantly knows how exactly how many victory points everybody has, and so they know exactly when to end the game. Yes, there's mm. no like oh, I think this there's will... no guesswork, and it doesn't seem like Andrew Minion like the AI does that at least. Hmm. But it, it's worth getting while it's still on the market. Um, they they are eventually going to apparently discontinue it or remote nuke it, but for now, Wait, discontinue or remote nuke because Both those sound like different things. They've already discontinued updates. But the, it's still available, and you can still play it for now. Hmm. But um, anyway, until the official, until the official uh, digital version comes out, um, get it while you can. 
that and I'm looking forward to whenever Lords of Waterdeep comes out on uh, yeah. Android, which still no news on. Mm. Please, wizard. Wizard, please. True. They probably will. Um, just... they, they will eventually, but it's a matter of... it. It's a lot harder with Android than it is for iOS to, to program for. Just because I guess I guess it depends on what they're using because if it's something like like Hearthstone is a Unity game and there's obviously going to be differences that they have to deal with, but you know it's not like they have to completely rewrite everything in a separate language at that point. Hmm. Actually, there's a lot of games like that. If you check the uh, Board Game Geek Hot Deals forum, you will occasionally see like. You know, such and such online iOS and Android, uh, you know, went on sale or something like that. And you'll see that with, like, Ticket to Ride, Small World, you know, uh, Carcassonne. I know it was free on Amazon App Store a while back. I mean, you can actually get digital versions pretty cheaply if you watch of, of a lot of good tabletop games. Hmm. Anyone else? Um, <clears throat> I had a chance to try a new uh, a new board game yesterday um, called uh, Dungeon Lords. Dylan, have you heard of this one? I've heard of it, but I've never played it. It's it is it is interesting. It is basically the idea is it, it supports up to four people, and apparently you really want to play with four people because the rules for three or two are apparently very different and much harder. Um, but the whole idea is that you are the lord of a dungeon and there are going to be adventurers that want to wreck your dungeon and steal your stuff. So you have so many rounds to sort of build up your dungeons, hire monsters... Mine gold, dig tunnels, build rooms and traps, and then you have basically like it, it charts out over a year, like from winter until fall, and then in fall, adventurers come and and try to take on your dungeon, and then you go one more round where you have like uh, a year basically to build your dungeon, and then adventurers come to try to to defeat it. It's it's a pretty interesting game. Um, the first round, so before the adventures actually get there, it's it's sort of worker placement and stuff because you have minions that you set on these little boards to tell that that sort of determine um, you know how much you could mine or how much you could dig or hire more guys or whatever, buy food, that kind of thing. Um, and then your reputation, how evil you are, can go up and down. If you get too evil then you end up not only with three adventurers trying to take on your dungeon, but a paladin that can do everything. Um, it, it's, it was a pretty fun game, but... and Let's see. And, I, and I'm not lying, from start to finish, because we had not read the manual. We were just going, okay, we're going we're gonna to sort of go through the manual as we're playing, maybe, and, and try to suss it out. And it did take us, and I'm not joking, eight hours to play. Holy crap! Like we started around three. You better pack a lunch for this game. We no, somebody did go and make dinner while we were working on part of it, and then we ate while we worked it out. Um, it was because we started about three thirty, 
and and we got done around about around midnight, twelve thirty, something like that. Um, take less time than that to build a real dungeon. Yes, yes, that that and that is when we started looking online. That was a that was one of the major that was the major complaint about the game was that. Yes, if you can get through learning it. You can it. die of old age before you finish. Yes. No, that if you can get through learning how to play it, that it's a fun game, but the learning curve is god-awful. I mean, like, this game actually, this is the first game I've ever played that the opposite side of the game boards have training scenarios to teach you the rules. Jesus. Yes, and here's the here's the weird part is that like they tell you for your first game we're not even going to use the full game rules. So we haven't even gotten into the full game rules yet. Or we it hasn't even reached its final form. Yeah, we have apparently not even played the quote unquote full version of the game. And then there's some tokens you don't use that says if you want to learn how to use those for a game variant, go online to find the rules for that. Oh my god. Yeah, it is What is happening? It is the densest. This is a game that that it, it this game might it... actually teach you the real magic. Yes. Board Game Geek says, uh, playing time, 90 minutes. That is a lie. I'm, be I'm betting once you get it figured out. I, I, something tells me, the way you make it sound, it sounds kind of like Boss Monster, except with Boss Monster, like you have immediate feedback. If I do this, well, at the end of the round, then this will happen. It, yeah. With this, it sounds like... If I do this, 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 and this, then and that's a thing happens. And a part of the problem, and this was another criticism, and this happened with one of the people playing, is a serious case of analysis paralysis. Yeah. Like you were, you spent so much time trying to figure out because, it kind of like in Lords of Waterdeep, if someone takes a spot, you know, you're not using that spot. Except there are three spots for everything, but if you're later on in one of the spots, usually what that means is it's gonna you're gonna have to pay more for whatever you're getting. So there is, there is. I mean, even though technically everybody's trying to kill the adventures and you're kind of working together, there are only limited resources for all intents and purposes. So some stuff you're going to be sort of competing for. So you're trying to lay down these orders for the different resources and so that you don't get shut out. Um, and so you're trying to plan out, like, you don't have to just think about what you need, but what you could actually conceivably get if other players start going for it as well. Because you may be stuck in a situation where you can't actually pay the cost for the resource and you get nothing. Um, so there's a lot so, of gambling. It sounds yes. that way with the adventures as well. Like, you're, you're gambling that you're not putting too much into it, but you don't know what too much is, so... Yeah, and, and the strength of the adventure, because the adventurers have different strengths, and they're priests, warriors, uh, wizards, and, and thieves. And the more evil you are, so basically the higher your reputation, the stronger adventurers come looking for you. And then if you get to a certain point, that's when you get the paladin, and the paladin is just nasty, because the paladin can... Cast wizard spells, can disable traps, can heal party members, can do everything. Um, but yeah, we had a, there was a bad case, and that's part of what took so long too. Is the person would literally spend like five minutes trying to figure out just this one little piece of the game, because they were trying to figure out, okay, what can I conceivably get? Oh crap! And I also got to take into consideration which adventures will eventually come after me. 
It seems like that's the, that's the type of thing you play a game of it. Like, everyone's going to screw up, but that's fine. You know four ways not to play it then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... And, it, and that was, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, and it was, but, I, and the reason I'm recommending it, it actually was a very fun game. <gasps> Holy crap, though. Like, on Board Game Geek, mechanic, action movement programming, hand management, simulta simultaneous action selection, tile placement, worker placement. It has everything. Yeah, it, it really does. Like, everything up until the adventures get to, get, actually get to the dungeon, you are doing everything. I mean, it has every type of gameplay. It is, it is insanely com complex. And, Including and I, going to the bathroom to take a shit. Yep. Wow. So, yeah, I, so I, I, can, I can recommend it because it is a fun game, but it is not one that I... It is one that I recommend you play. It is not one that I recommend you buy. <laughs> you, let, you let someone else buy that and spend time before you ever get to their house learning how to play the game so that they can teach you. This is not something you try to work out as a group. Is, is there a I, tutorial online? Probably. Is there, is there something on YouTube I can watch for seven hours? I would not be surprised. There have been a handful of games that have been so well written that I've been able to just like pick up the instructions and run it for a group of people. Or at least two people. This is not This is not that. Yes. Definitely, and that will make you overconfident. Yeah, this is this is definitely something that you that you designate someone to sit down and read the rules the day or two before. We should have a three day convention to just play one session of this game. And you probably could. Actually, but I, th I do think ninety minutes probably is reasonable for once you've played it two or three times. Because a lot of it was, okay, we're having to read the rules. Oh, crap, why did the rules not even mention this thing? I'm going to have to read pages ahead or pages back to find the note where it said this. It also sounds like if they're introducing that many different concepts, like they're throwing down all these different things, like if you'd played a lot of games, like you could maybe look at it and go, oh, well, this part is from this, and this part is from this, and this part is like this other game does. Okay, I kind of get it now. Let's fail. <laughs> yeah, I think that is also integral is to playing it the first time or, or two or three is probably being like, you know what, we're going to lose. That's going to be okay. So it's it, it was interesting, though. It, it builds character. Oh, God. Um, Dylan, did you have a recommendation? Um, yeah, and, and I thought of this. This is this is something we've mentioned before, but I thought of this when um, I was listening to the last Awesome Cast, and they recommended Paul Chapman's Dragger, Dragon Kicker 15, which is a Kindle book of short stories. I picked it up. It was $2. I haven't read it yet. Um, but, um, I don't know if we ever mentioned Chad's Loose Cannons, which is a collection of short stories about... It was on the site once upon a time. It was on the site once upon a time. But you can get this on Amazon Kindle. It's three bucks. It's a bunch of short stories about, um, you know, like a, uh, a church looking for a god for hire, you know, various medieval fantasy type of things. Um... Chad, do you want to say anything more about it? I'd rather just forget that it existed. But it was Aww. good! Aww. He doesn't think so. 
Chad's his own worst critic. He is. Better, we've found the only thing that Dylan doesn't hate. I, I, there aren't that many you. things. You, he loves you. Oh, true, true, absolutely. Yeah, that's a little creepy. Yes. No, yes, no, it no, it's not creepy. You haven't seen the doll he made yet. True, that thing has no sir, striking resemblance, and its and its eyes just follow you. So lifelike. It that is would so explain life. the sudden stabbing pains in my side <laughs> when he jabs a needle into it. Oh, so yeah. Um, for my recommendation this week, um, normally I try and do something that somebody that's been on the show has done, but uh, don't have anything this week yet. Or, um, so I'm gonna go a little off off book to a voice actor who hasn't been on the show. Uh, Joel McDonald, most people know him uh, as the voice of Meow on Space Dandy, but he's directed uh, a number of shows. He's done script adaptations for some of the animation stuff, and he's done a lot of bit parts. But his Twitter is amazing. Um, allow me to share some of his more recent tweets. Um, and his his Twitter handle is at, at yes2ats. Um, but from last night... One of my favorite parts of recording this week's Space Dandy was after it was over and they gave me money and I bought beer. Um, <laughs> from earlier today, from earlier today, our lawyers advised me to stop calling season two a Space Dandy, the graphic nudity season, which I will. But oh, the butts. Okay, done. Um, and from just a few hours ago, uh, getting very into uh, yesterday has made me so grateful to all my generous friends with closet painkiller addictions. <laughs> So Joel McDonald, everybody, go give him a follow. Oh. I, I, I want I want to have him at a voice actor panel. Yes. He just needs to be there. Just to regulate that mess. Forever and ever, amen. He might go up there with Terry Platt on the regulate that mess voice actor panel <laughs> hall of fame. Because she did. She got in there and regulated that shit, and I'll love her forever for that. I love this I love idea. That. Vic Mignogna panel, she's like, no, I'm going to regulate this bitch. <laughs> the regulate, regulate that mess that voice actor voice panel. panel. Oh. I, love I love this. this. Alright, well, anybody else got anything this week? I think that is it. Alright, well, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, check back next week. I don't know what the fuck's going to go on. <laughs> I, I mean, What are we, cool. fortune tellers? Yeah. You know, do we look like we have a plan? You know, next Tuesday is April Fool's Day. We really should, we really should get on that. Mm. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll catch you. Is April Fool's Day. I, I don't know. We could, we could really go in. Anyway, guys, hey guys, this hey guys. is a podcast. April Fools. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be totally serious Fool this week. No uh, uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.